0: New Year, New Me. Yes, you can. See, it may be 9 o'clock at night on a... What day is it? Tuesday. Tuesday. You're going to get this on the Wednesday. How is the 4th of January if you're hearing this then? Alcohol-free. Are they? This one is, yeah. Oh, wow. I listened back to our predictions episode and I realized... (laughs) You decided we have to go alcohol-free. Well... You're off the piss for all of 2023 because of that one episode. (laughs) I mean, that was for the the real heads, as you said. That was for the real downies. The real downies were nodding along. They were, <laughs> they were cheering. They had their hands up in the air like it was a prayer recital. But otherwise, here we are. Yeah, happy New Year. The other thing I did actually over the break, not to um get too kind of loosey goosey once again, just return to where we ended it. You know where I was on a little bit. Where mastodon. Okay. The reason being... Because the moderation policies of Elon (laughs) Musk drove you away. He's now doing the same thing as Jack Dorsey. He's now silencing conservative voices. Uh was because friggin' the LastPass breach. Oh, yeah. I wanted kind of the takes from the InfoSec community, basically, about that, and they're all gone. They're all all on Macedon. Yeah, all the InfoSec community is just gone. You had to search LastPass on some Macedon instance. Well, I just went through people who I know in that sphere who I've previously followed on Twitter. Oh, God. Because I specifically went to their accounts. I'm like, What's, what do people have to say about this? And it's like dead silence. Oh, and their last post is all like, come join me on the, the big elephant, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're on infosec.mastodon yeah. slash
1: social. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: Look. They didn't have that much to say. I think, you know, you need the back and forth. It's too jovial over there. Everyone no, just exactly. gets you need, along.
1: You need to, whenever you post something, have like 900 people who don't follow you or know you just pile in on you for some minor issue with your tweet.
0: And I do have to say- keeps your toes. It keeps you sharp. This isn't a Twitter episode at all. No. Oh, well, I guess it is. Everything is in some ways about Elon Musk, I guess. And so this is an Elon Musk episode, but it is really fucking annoying on Twitter now. The- quality of the replies being all people who pay for a blue tick that is very annoying
1: obviously the big promise was like you know you pay for twitter blue and you get priority in replies yeah and i don't know if they put into calculation that all the people that pay for twitter blue at least at the moment i'm making no aspersions there could be an incursion of all sorts of really smart and interesting people unfortunately everyone that pays for right now is a loser
0: (laughs) (laughs) no actually and so the replies are just like wow is this true Or This is really crazy You have to scroll through 10 of those From blue checks
1: Yeah yeah So the whole thing was like It's gonna crush bots And it's just replaced it With people who like May as well be bots
0: Yeah (laughs) Bots provide more value
1: Nothing interesting to say Yeah exactly At least bots are like Trained on possibly Interesting people Starting the year with a bang, because it is actually relevant, and mm. also with to tech podcast, naturally we're going to get dragged into talking about Elon Musk related things. But we're talking about the granddaddy of Elon Musk related things, mm. Tesla. Tesla. The car company. I'm surprised we haven't actually done an episode on it yet.
0: Given that we talk about autonomous cars in basically every episode, yeah, and we
1: talk about Twitter, we've talked about Twitter a bunch because you know consumed the whole universe of tech podcasting, and we just follow the tides. We don't go against the grain here. No hell no, we go with the That's tides. Crazy take us. Yeah, summer
0: yeah. in Australia, mate. Swim between the flags. Woo!
1: But it is also relevant to talk about now because over the break, which I hope you spent with your families and, a and loved time. ones, exactly relaxed, recharge for mm-hmm. the a year of hustling and grinding ahead, yeah. getting that paper. It's your year. It is your year. Tesla, which has been declining, its stock price has been going down for a number of months, Yeah, had a massive hit. So it's declined by like- 80%, I believe. Yeah, over the past 12 months. Oh, I've got the so. numbers.
0: Peak to trough. So it was at its peak, and this is remarkable, a $1.23 trillion company, which still the mind boggles to say that number aloud for a car company. We'll get into that. It's now $385 billion, Exactly. Which is still huge, but obviously- Significantly less A than it was previously.
1: A little bit smaller. I mean, obviously, the all markets have been down over the last little while. Mm. Markets are sort of in turmoil. This yeah. is me giving the Elon Musk perspective, basically, because this is
0: what he's been saying. You yeah. know, short-term volatility. And the, and the Fed's just crazy overreaction with interest rate rise. He's really anti the interest, rate, like yeah. interest rates going up, would you believe? Yeah,
1: which is funny because if you go back and read his tweets from like six months ago, he's absolutely railing against inflation. <laughs> And it's like, well, what do you think was going to happen? Yeah. Like, you know, what, what do you think the solution to that is? Yeah.
0: We could have the Erdogan perspective, which is that high interest rates actually cause inflation. That's true. I hadn't considered that he might take that perspective. So look, if you love your, your schadenfreude,
1: you get to see a lot of those guys that just spend all day on Twitter and social media talking about Tesla and specifically Tesla stock. Yeah. Eating shit for a little while. Yes. They're very upset. Yeah. They're pretending not to be upset. They're like, I'm buying the dip, brother. Yeah. But, you know, obviously-
0: Is there a better value company in the world? Uh, $385 billion. Yeah. But look, this is a great opportunity for us to talk about Tesla. Yeah, and reflect on the birth of Tesla in a way. The journey. What it does. What it does and how it's brought us to where we are. Mm -hmm. The story- So far. (laughs) No, I was going to say the story starts. I just took a while to get- But it starts in LA. LA is very important to the Tesla story because- LA is, anyone who's been to LA, it's kind of like shaped, kind of like a bowl with hills kind of to one side, but otherwise flat. And they had a real problem with smog. You can interrupt me and say like, what the fuck are you talking about here? I'm up, I have no intention of stopping you. Okay, great. <laughs> LA had a real problem with smog from petrol cars primarily. Yep. At the same time, and I remember this, I'm slightly older than you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this too, but remember there used to be the like solar car races? Oh, yeah. But I mean, they still do that shit. They still do that shit, but it was a, kind of more of a big deal. It'd be on the news and stuff, like, oh, yeah, this solar car. Yeah, they've made a new
1: solar car. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And, like, oh, uh, this one gets up to 60Ks an hour and all of this. That was a big deal back then as well. And people got really, really, really hyped on the idea that we're going to have these solar-powered cars. LA was, like, filled with smog. Californian politicians were, like, looking for a solution. GM made this electric car. And they got a little bit ahead of their skis and said, it's going to be ready for people to buy in two years. In yeah. two years, we're going to have this on the shelves. This is early 2000s we're talking about. So California put in a law, basically, incentivizing companies. You have to pay a tax if you're making petrol cars and selling them in California. And we're going to be giving the carbon credits, created this whole kind of carbon system to makers of electric vehicles. And what a carbon credit is in this case is like it's a made up thing from the government. But basically, if you're making electric vehicles, the same is true as like if you're doing any kind of environmental project in like the third world right now, the carbon credit thing. is It's a whole deal. You create this project and say it's going to save us this much carbon from the, the atmosphere. You get granted a carbon credit. You can then sell them onto polluters who use it to offset their own emissions so they can pay less tax on their own emissions, blah, 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 or if they have to be below a certain amount. Anyway, they created this incentive to create electric cars right there in LA and that is crucial crucial to the Tesla story absolutely and to this day is relevant then you have like a some nerdy business that are making basically a converter that could convert standard cars into electric vehicles These nerds were kind of obsessed with making this converter for normal cars. Another less nerdy guy was like, hey, the Prius sucks and is boring and like is for nerds, but they're everywhere in LA. Let's make a cool version and basically shoved one of these converters into a Lotus Elise. Remember Lotus? Yeah. yeah, Again, similar era. It was like- A hot car, I think because it was in Need for Speed. It was like one of the first cool cars you could get in Need for Speed, like after like a Toyota Celica or whatever. one of the first cool cars you could get. Like, (laughs) Well, it's a British car, so it's not that cool. They didn't make cool cars until the early 2000s. (laughs) Yeah, but as a kid, like in the late 90s, I do remember thinking that Lotus Elise's were really cool. As a Need for Speed head. Small and like convertible with like very fast looking lines and stuff. Now I think they look... Very weird. Yeah. Well, then this was what the Tesla, what do they called? the roadster? Or the- Basically, they then went to, apparently they went to Sergey from Google and were like, Hey, we need some money. Like, do you want to give us money? He's like, "Uh, I've got a bit of liquidity issue right now. It's all tied up in this Google thing. But I know a guy who's just made a bunch of money from PayPal being bought by eBay called Elon Musk. He might be interested. And Elon was interested. And that was Tesla. Yeah. Exactly.
1: That's about the story. I could make minor minor quibbles, but I won't do it. Uh,
0: (laughs) That's a broad stroke. That's my understanding of the Tesla origin story. Yeah, totally. But then obviously in the years
1: since, Tesla became sort of the standard bearer for the current generation and sort of main generation of electric vehicles. Mm. Obviously Elon Musk, from being an early investor in Tesla, then sort of moved in and took over the shop. Um, which
0: was an mo as well to like get people to call him the founder when he became CEO of someone else's company. Yeah, it's sort of part of his general business strategy.
1: Which kind of leads us over the years to now. Tesla was along with SpaceX. They sort of worked in tandem a bit, but Tesla's I think was more prominent at first in terms of like turning Elon Musk into basically you know the media icon of being a tech genius. Yeah, real life Tony Stark, real life Iron Man. Mm. Remember that shit? That was. Terrible. That was really bad. But he cultivated that, right? He did. And they, they put him in the Iron Man movie. They put him in this like the second one or something. Just a real embarrassing moment in the culture. Yeah. But it is actually relevant because this is part of the reason
0: why Tesla's stock has been on such a hot run for such a long time. Well, it's something you've said before. I don't know other people make the point that the product is the stock rather than the car itself. Yeah. I mean, you could, yeah,
1: exactly. You can argue that they should have, on the te- go to Tesla.com, no picture of a car, just a picture of like a line going up and to the right. Yeah. And they should have all the cool little ad copy under it. Like, oh, the Tesla. Dollar
0: sign TSLA. Yeah. New model. And then some social proof of people being like, yeah, I invested when it was $10. (laughs) Look at me now. Exactly. Photo
1: of them next to a pool. Yeah, Yeah, that could be good. So look, this is actually a good time to sort of break down the bull case for Tesla versus the bear case for Mm. Tesla. So I think this sort of comes into- the whole story from here. So obviously Tesla was sort of really early out of the gates. Yeah. And to their credit, over the years, they have
0: made electric cars that people really want and made them seem very cool. And that insight was actually a good one. And still to this day, you see a lot of electric cars that, They do look like shit. The BMW electric car looked awful. BMW, they make beautiful cars, yet for the electric one, they wanted to do this weird boxy thing with different color wheel rims and, like, white body and a blue roof, and it just looked completely weird. And every brand was doing that. They felt like their electric car had to be something that just looked like shit, basically. Yeah. And then... Tesla, he made a pretty cool car. Like, it looked kind of like a smoother Lotus Elise. Yeah. It was a good insight. It was like, make electric cars look cool. And make the look cool them and look cool. You know- and the people who are into that, who are willing to actually spend a premium on, like, conspicuous conservation, as my university thesis delved into, <laughs> were willing, obviously, to pay extra money. and But they wanted a cool car. Yeah, totally. And, you know, to this day, they're, they're really like tech Ford cars. The whole aesthetic of the
1: clean dashboard and just like the big iPad, it's not an iPad, but a big touchscreen in yeah. the middle, still very futuristic. Yeah. They do seem to be on the cutting edge. And for years, people have been saying the line of Toyota or General Motors or whatever Ford electric vehicles, they're going to absolutely take the world by storm. is just around the fucking corner and the moment they do, Tesla is gonna eat dirt. Mm. And you know, that may still may very well be the case. Talk about the bear case, that'll come up. But it hasn't happened for a long time. Yeah. So they've they've they've, they've been allowed to kind of run rampant and sort of like whenever people think of electric vehicles, they think of Tesla. Yeah. They have a huge amount of brand mind share. Yeah. They own it, they're on on top of the world. They've extended their product line beyond the cars. They have like the batteries. Yeah. The Tesla wall. Is that what they call it? Yeah. power wall. The power yeah, the power wall. They've got the solar roofs you can get. In the States as well. And
0: the charging station network is a big deal as well. They have a, a massive head start on building out all of the Tesla fast charging stations and fast charging ports.
1: Yeah, exactly. They're making obviously the moves into like the logistics sides of things with like the Tesla semi, mm. it's like the big semi truck. And then um, the Cybertruck, I mean...
0: Like obviously for our market, that's not intended at the Australian market. Gotta remember the Ford F-150, like the huge friggin' monster truck that... Looks absurd on Australian roads, although, like, you know, our friggin' utes are getting bigger as well. That was the most popular car in America. Yeah, no, and, they're, and, they're, and their Lightning ruined. version is like now looking like it's gonna be one of the most popular electric vehicles ever. But point being, Americans are gonna buy that stupid Cybertruck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the one that looks like it's from like a PS1 game or something. Yeah. Um, and it's all part of like the Tesla meme shit where it's like, we're just gonna make this fuck ugly car mm. for 12 year olds or like a 12 year old's vision of what, what looks cool. But yeah, I guess a bunch of people are probably gonna buy that. Yeah, exactly. Imagine getting killed by a cyber truck. Uh. Imagine how humiliated that would be. It's like closed casket, no or well, no funeral. I wouldn't want a funeral if I got taken out by a cyber truck. Which you probably will because like <laughs> Oh kill. yeah, man. Because the battery like these trucks are so heavy. Yeah. They're like electric vehicles are already heavier. Yeah, because of the size of the batteries and all the the, you know, the electronics that go into it. Mm. There was actually a story the other day about the new generation of like electric SUVs and larger trucks, like Cybertruck included. The US, um, I don't know what the name of the body is, but it's the one that like tests road safety, yeah. and does like crash testing or whatever. And it's basically like our standards for testing these are not really working on these new generation of like electric trucks because they're so big and heavy. We're going to gonna we're gonna have to adapt the standards because or like figure out what we're going to do because if one of these crashes into you, it'll like tear the hole in the side of a bus, basically. The bull case is this ecosystem it's, it's, I've it's seen. The it's the ecosystem and it coasts basically on the fact to really accept the bull case, I feel like you kind of have to accept that Elon Musk is actually a supernatural world historical genius mm. and he's going to make all this come together and they're going to stay on the bleeding edge of innovation no matter what.
0: Well, yeah, and that much like Apple or whatever... We will have Tesla Power Wall yeah. uh, in our house, which also charges our car. Our car charges at the Tesla fast charging stations, which would be in every corner and every office will have to have them in the parking lot. And yeah, you have your Tesla solar on top of your house, et cetera, et cetera. And the software in your car turns into the software in your home and blah, 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 blah. Like that's the kind yeah. of full. Well, and the other, the other part of it, which... Is key is full self driving. Of course. And for
1: those who haven't unaware of this, full self driving, autopilot, and full self driving are two parts of the Tesla. It's the idea that you know it is their attempt at self driving cars. Mm. Obviously, they're not trying to build necessarily Waymo or Uber or whatever we're trying to do, where it's like fully automated, like drone cars that go around without human input. Yeah, although I guess that is the long term goal. They're more like, you know, we want this you to be able to sort of like sit in the front seat of your car with your hands behind your head as it sort of drives around on highways, changes lanes, navigates, etc., yeah, et stops at red lights. Yeah, exactly. So, at the moment, it costs you. The full self-driving beta is like fifteen grand. Mm. So you, you, you've already bought your Tesla. You've got it. It's technically it is loaded up on the the car's yeah. internal system. But to unlock full self-driving, the beta, because they're beta testing this on you know roads where yeah. people live, work, and walk around. Yeah, and the children
0: walk across pedestrian <laughs> crossings. And yeah,
1: just... it costs fifteen thousand dollars to unlock it. And you know, Elon Musk himself said in like one of his normal bombastic statements he was like you know full self-driving is the difference between Tesla being the most valuable company in the world and being worth zero dollars and I you know I get the pitch in the sense that it's like no other car manufacturer is
0: as far along or like
1: focusing on this at all
0: yeah again the incumbency advantage yeah it's key to their strategy most other companies are bailing to be perfectly honest or at least like the Ubers of the world and those people who like just don't have the capital seemingly to pursue it, are just bailing from it altogether and leaving it for the Apples and Googles. and To figure out and then they'll, they'll come in later.
1: I guess I get the idea because if like if Tesla managed to make full self-driving work and be great and be awesome and they launched it and it worked, it'd be like, oh shit, they're all of a sudden the big
0: dogs technologically. Yeah. And, they, and probably if you're Mazda or whatever, you have to start licensing Tesla's full self-driving because you're not going to do it yourself. Or what, yeah, exactly. Or whatever's going to happen.
1: But this is all heavily reliant on the on you being like, is that actually going to work? Because like, yeah, jump on YouTube, search in Tesla, full self driving fails. Yeah, I think I've talked about this in the podcast before, but they all take the exact same format. It's literally like <laughs> every video is like dash cam or like behind the dash cam because they're normally filming on like a phone. Yeah. while it drives, and you see, like, pasty legs in, car- <laughs> in cargo shorts. It's, it's always the same. It's always some guy talking like this. Uh, he'll always be, like, trying to do, like, corners, like, in some random American city, yeah. and then, like, the wheel will suddenly spin, and it will, like, go in the path of, like, a light rail, and he'll be like, whoa!
0: <laughs> or it'll, it'll, like, swerve towards a pedestrian crossing. <laughs> and it's just, like... It's clearly not ready. But I, yeah. know, I was- People underestimate humans, especially right now with all this AI stuff. It was like, oh, human, forget about that. The human mind is puny and small. We're fools. We can't do any of this stuff. Yeah. But like they underestimate the complexity of, I was just on holiday in Pearl Beach. Got back today. Which, mm-hmm. As you know, it looks like he looks exhausted. Yeah. I haven't shaved. I haven't had a haircut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's fine. I quit alcohol as of 15 minutes ago. <laughs> anyway, I pull up to a random intersection in Pearl Beach. There's not that many intersections. Mm-hmm. Quiet town. The main drag. <laughs> stop sign. I pull up to a stop sign. I have actually been to that intersection before, but assume I hadn't. <laughs> a random stop sign. I see it and I'm like, yeah, obviously without even thinking. I'm thinking about something else. I'm thinking about innovation. <laughs> I'm thinking about you know? new down around podcast <laughs> topics. I placed my foot on the brake. I mean, when I'm freeway driving, I do take my hands off, but my wife's always like, I really feel uncomfortable when you do that. Because, you know, it's got lane assist and all that. Oh, quite yeah, like yeah. And it's got, like, it knows, sees the you, car you, in front you, of you're it. You're trusting those check engineers
1: <laughs> with the Skoda Kodiak yeah. to do proper lane assistance? Yeah, okay, cool.
0: Uh, I've got the tech pack upgrade. Say no more. Like, it will come to a stop behind a car, as long as there's another car stopped at the red light. And then it tells you after about 15 seconds, like, put your hands back on the wheel, like, what are you doing? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, all right, all right. So, anyway, pull up to that intersection and I stop. That stop sign behind it could be a house and some trees. There could be people walking past behind it. There could be movement behind it. There could be other cars like across from me. And it doesn't matter that the context is... Completely different to if I was in the city or yep. you know in my house or on a highway or whatever, because humans have the context of our whole lives to be able to contextualize every single piece of information within that yep. frame. Whereas obviously a computer, all those different colors and all those different movements and attempting to like based on a, a data set, not even identify them, just identify what it's supposed to do. Like that is really hard to do. That's a a very complex task that computers aren't that good at. That level of imports, that's a lot of data imports and a lot of decision-making that we're kind of entrusting for it to then not run over the kid on the Razor scooter. Yeah, exactly. It It comes back to the classic problem where it's like right now if they could
1: take every single car off the roads everywhere in the world and replace them all with self-driving cars, you could probably make it work right now because every single car in the system would know where each other car we'd, we'd, is. Yeah, it'd all be networked and they'd all, they'd all know kind of what was going on. Right now you have to deal with anything could happen. Any car can behave in any sort of weird way. There can be all sorts of like weird variables that you can't expect. Anyway, this is like the main self-driving car problem. And as the way it manifests is, yeah, you look at like Tesla self-driving fails compilation. <laughs> Every on night. Your, on, YouTube, <laughs> on YouTube. And you will see, exactly, swerving towards people crossing, failing to do, like, proper checks, never coming to a complete stop, rolling through stop signs. Yeah. It happens enough. This isn't just people, like, cherry-picking stuff. There's a big problem that comes up a lot is that it always mistakes the moon for, like, a car that's in front of you, <laughs> so it, like, slams on the brakes while you're, like, highway driving. It's, like, a problem that like, all these Tesla people run into. <laughs> anyway, very funny.
0: But, yeah, which I guess we're translating into the bear case. Exactly, because this swiftly goes into, over into the bear
1: case, because if they can't get this to work on a reasonable time frame, yeah. Then when General Motors, when Ford, when Toyota actually pull their finger out and have a proper
0: electric vehicle strategy. BMW, Volvo, like Volvo, Polster. Let's go straight into bear. Then yes. A, competition. And right now they enjoy actually really healthy margins as well, unlike most other car companies if you make a commodity biz- if you are in a business of commodities your margins will be eroded to basically zero because of competition like the price will be driven down your because other people will be basically doing what you're doing but if they offer it cheaper then consumers are going to go to them so yes the problem of competition is real especially given that whilst they have the incumbency advantage in EVs i should say I'm jumping all over the place, but I should say another important part to mention with Tesla is their direct to consumer. You buy from a Tesla dealership which is owned by Tesla or you know from the website and get delivered by Tesla unlike the whole every other car has like a dealership, dealership model yeah yeah. In the bare case is like Tesla don't have that established dealership model. Um so they don't actually have the distribution supply is a huge issue. So yeah, as soon as there are a heap of other EVs on the market being sold in dealerships that you can go up and test drive everywhere you go with the price being driven down, Will they still have the dominant percentage of EV market share? Of course not. They just won't. Yeah. The vast majority of electric vehicles that are sold are Tesla's, and that won't be the case in five years' time.: Yeah. I mean, it might be. yeah, some people will say the, that. It the, will I be.
1: Mean, they're already you look at um, the charts of the percentage share of like, the total auto market, and it sort of like it goes up, it goes down. It's definitely not like meteorically going up, and it has receded over the past couple of quarters, at least in markets like China and um, Europe. The other thing is that they they have decent margins. They've been profitable, not consistently. They weren't profitable until a couple of years ago. Mm. And then it's been
0: kind of like shaky since. And this is probably a good time to bring up, given we're talking bear case, that as I mentioned earlier, the carbon credits in middle of 2022, like July 1st, 2022, in the 12 months previous tesla received 1.6 billion dollars for carbon credit and they've received a billion dollars a year for the five years yeah context: they get carbon credits because their cars don't emit, have emissions because of the la laws started because of the smog small- yeah. they sell they
1: sell them to like volkswagen and shit they profit that they got slapped by the sec a few years ago it was like two years ago where SEC was like why do you fold all these into like your straight car sales and revenue mm. shouldn't this be like a separate line items so that have been like figuring that out over the past little while and like the other problem is you know they do sell significantly less cars than like any of the big manufacturers generally like petrol electric whatever as volkswagen and general motors and ford and whatever these yeah. ca- they sell way more cars and there's a lot of hype for like the tesla gigafactories and their like supply chains and like they're really futuristic factories and stuff mm. but one thing that comes up a lot is that, you know, Tesla build quality is not that good.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, they are known to trap people inside while on fire, right? <laughs>
1: but it's even like, you know.
0: Yeah, the you, handles you don't work. Handles
1: don't work or like I saw one today. There was um, it was some celebrity. Who was this? Like a director or something. This is actually fucking perfect because you see this like format of tweet or like social media posts all the fucking time. Yeah. It's like some guy with like a blue tick and like who's like a Hollywood celebrity or something will post a picture. <laughs> this one was like, I was sitting at a stoplight and like my window just shattered. <laughs> <laughs> and he like have a photo of like all these crack glass. But this is a format you always see. It's always is this normal? <laughs> Yeah, or, yeah. Or is this
0: has anyone experienced this? And then you have a million defenders being like, "This happens to every car." Like all the Tesla boys. No, it's great. And the other one I saw. There was another one because I, I see these
1: all the fucking time. Oh,
0: constantly the defects. The paneling is not lined up. It's and- never lined
1: up. There was one like one of like the metal coverings underneath the car just like fell off while someone was driving. And they yeah. posted another guy. <laughs> there was like a Tesla guy Twitter blue tick. Yeah. You know, he replied. He was like, "The the photo was on top of like two inches of water." He was like driving so yeah well you drew you drew through a puddle man that would happen <laughs> that would happen on any car and i thought it was just like someone doing a bit because that's so funny but like <laughs> he was being serious <laughs> you cannot drive this car in the rain you, you can drive in the rain you can't, don't drive through like a two inches of water <laughs> anyway so this is like a problem of scale because again they're not selling the millions of any car ford has a hundred years of like manufacturing mm. expertise and processes and factory whereas like tesla is still a little bit scrappy obviously there's the fact that no matter how much you love Tesla or you think that he's going to be dominate the car industry, et cetera, et cetera, the valuation at its peak of Tesla was absolutely absurd. Oh, and still mm. is. It's still the 13th biggest company in the world. For yeah, exactly. Capital. And like trading at multiple on multiple, on multiple of revenue. And it comes down to the fact that it has basically been trading like a meme stock. Mm. It's basically like a game, you know, it's not quite like a GameStop in the sense that, you know, at the very least, it actually has a revolutionary product that people want to purchase, unlike GameStop, which is a games retailer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a meme stock, and it, like, it has that culty energy. In much the same way that GameStop had that thing where it was like people were buying into it because they thought, there was going to be some enormous short squeeze as a result that was going to, like, destroy Western civilization. Yeah. And a new libertarian paradise would emerge from the ashes. There was, like, this weird religious vibe to it. Yeah. Desla actually has that as well. Oh, like, very much. People say, oh, it's like a cult. It was like, yeah, it actually is like a cult. No, it is exactly like, like a cult. <laughs> like, they genuinely think he's going to, like, usher in the next age of human development. Yeah. And as a result people pump the share. It's also one of the most like traded and shorted stocks in the world. It absorbs this like fascination, which is well beyond what it actually is as a company. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the reasons... I think that so many Tesla investors are pissed off about the Twitter stuff. Yeah, they say, "Oh, it's because he's giving it too much focus or whatever." No, it's because like he's piercing the mistake well, by acting I, like a freak.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> like it's way easier to look like a genius when you come out and throw a rocket at your unbreakable glass and you know whatever and it actually smashes the window. That looks so good. <laughs> anyway, yeah, ignoring that one, you know, to come out and say like, "We will have full autonomous driving from." LA to New York in two years' time, you're going to be able to full autonomous drive across um, America. And then it doesn't happen, but no one really cares. No one kind of calls him up. It pumps the stock. That's a fruit beer. I was was just a little bit surprised. (laughs) Pumps the stock and the stock stays up and continues to pump. And when you do point it out, people just say like, Oh, this is a complex thing. It takes time. Or you point out that a lot of their profit, well, their first quarterly profit was because of Bitcoin price, because he invested <laughs> a bunch of money in Bitcoin. You point that out and they say, well, yeah, is a savvy operator. Yeah. Carbon credits, very savvy. Yeah, you know, yeah. like there's a justification for everything. And then Twitter seems like the opposite. Yeah. Very hard to justify anything he's doing. The other thing, a lot of people bring this up and
1: I was initially kind of like skeptical of this angle but I do think it's playing out a little bit. There was another thing where it's like, who are the main people that buy electric cars? Kind of like rich liberals, basically. Yeah. People who care about the environment. Obviously, there are people who are like Musk fanboys. They into like the cool factor, whatever. But the main audience at the moment for electric cars is like rich liberals, yep. do-gooder, bleeding hearts. Mm. And those people are like completely put off by him because they think he's like Hitler now. Well, it's no longer cool. But it's not being replaced... There are definitely, like, conservatives who love Elon Musk. Mm. But you see, if you look at his replies at the moment, it's been having for, like, the past week, all these, like, right-wing Twitter users that he's kind of, like, cozied up to are still, like, posting shit like, oh, electric cars are gay. Yeah. And then, like, Elon Musk has to reply with, like, a sad face emoji. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's, like, the, the most pathetic thing you've ever seen.
0: Yeah. But I would say I like the pollsters. My next car is going to be a pollster right now. Wow. Well, you're not going to buy a Rivian or one of those, like, weird, like, Chinese electric car.
1: that have never made anything, but... I still somehow have like a enormous market cap. And
0: Nikola. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, the Nikola's. He's in front of a court right now, I believe. Yeah, Nikola was another EV company. Unbelievable to call your company Nikola, i.e. Nikola Tesla. Yeah. But turned out to be all a fraud. That was actually a great one, right? One of the elements of the fraud of Nikola, who they were going to build trucks, was... When they showed, their like, we actually have a production vehicle, it was, like, literally a truck without an engine that they rolled down a hill <laughs> in the video. Yeah. Great stuff. They went public virus back, would you believe? I think this is part of the
1: yawning void of other companies, other car companies not fully being ready to make the electric switch or have, like, a really great mass market electric car. Tesla doing its own thing. All these other completely hollow fake companies yeah. have popped up pitching we're going to be the new Tesla Yeah, and just not being able to do anything.
0: We're yeah. not the Polestar. Oh, were well, they by Volvo. Good company, you know. They need a bigger boot, though. Final thing I will say, though, on the Tesla share issue yep. and Twitter is obviously, because as you've said and we've said, Tesla is a stock rather than a car company, Elon Musk selling Tesla stock has a massive impact on yep. the stock itself. And he's been selling it down, well, quite a lot over the last... Well, A, he sold some at the top, which was probably pretty wise, by... Remember he, he did a Twitter poll saying, Should I sell this much stock in order to what it, pay my taxes or something? Tesla stock. And it turns out he'd already actually put in the sell order because he has to declare these things to the SEC, which he sometimes does and sometimes doesn't. So he already he always planned to. But anyway, um he's been recently selling more and more Tesla stock, which A, if Elon's selling, shouldn't I be selling? If you're like a Tesla fanboy. And B, I mean it still means that there's Downward pressure on the price, obviously, because there's billions and billions of dollars worth of Tesla stock now available to be bought. And like a lot of that pressure is coming because of the insane amount of debt pressure he's put himself under due to the Twitter acquisition. Cause he's a very smart guy.
1: usually a smart guy. I wish him all the best. As per usual. And I would next time we talk about Elon Musk, which will be probably in two or three weeks. Yeah. I wish him the best again. Yeah. So your bull case, I guess? My bull case is that I just think he seems like a nice guy, you know? You think he seems, pretty, seems like a smart fella, real switched on
0: like. Yeah, he is a genius. So you're more in the bull camp then, I guess. I'm not really, actually. I don't know if they're going to pull it off. I'm, no, I'm, they're definitely not. I mean, I'm bare, officially bare on Tesla. Not bare enough to, thankfully, I never shorted them. A friend of a friend has been big Tesla short forever and is still apparently short. They're down 80% in the last 12 months. He's still underwater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, can't win them all. <laughs>